Podcast Answer Man, episode number 287. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hey everybody, this is Gary Vay, Nerdchuck, and you're listening to the Podcast Answer Man. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you have been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite yet recorded that first episode, there's something we can all do to take our show to the next level. That's right, my friends. Hey, I am so excited to be back for another episode of Podcast Answer Man. I want to say welcome to all of you who are brand new listeners as a result of uh, some recent exposure that's happened from my good friend, Chris Brogan. I'll talk about that in a little bit. In fact, I'll be sharing with you in this episode a personal plug of the week. I'm going to answer a question from Debbie about what's up with the .tv domain. Why did you do that for your GSPN brand? Ben says that he loves the idea of being interviewed by others, but doesn't know anybody else that does a podcast in his niche. What should he do? Anna would like to know if she should use an iTunes account in the United States to submit her podcast for the iTunes store instead of one where she uh, basically has one in a different country. We'll get to that. Also, Adam wants to know how I can edit the way my podcast title shows up in iTunes. Trisha Jones sent me a very nice thank you, and I'm going to play a little clip from her show. David Solar gave a testimonial for my podcasting A to Z course, which is currently going on. And of course, I've had plenty of people ask when the next session is going to be. I'll tell you that. And of course, Eric Fisher and myself, we are going to talk about the new MySpace. We're going to talk about how uh, Facebook is changing uh, the way that they um, speak about the people who subscribe to your personal profile and uh, maybe one other idea item that will uh, sneak into the social media segment. All of that and who knows what more <laughs> I might bring in, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a great episode. So if any of that sounds interesting, please stick around for the whole thing. Hey, this week I want to start off with my personal plug of the week and I'm going to have to I mean I'm just going to have to do this it, it, it's kind of required I believe uh, in return and as a way of saying thank you uh, to Chris Brogan who is the host of a relatively new podcast that he launched I think probably oh gosh it's been a couple months now but uh, Chris Brogan is no stranger to podcasting but oh by the way the name of the podcast the human business way podcast. It is the Human Business Way podcast. I'll have links to it if you just go over to podcastanswerman.com slash 287. Again, that's podcastanswerman.com slash 287. You'll get a link right to where you can find the Human Way podcast with Chris Brogan. Anyway, like I said, Chris is no stranger to the world of podcasting. In fact, Chris is one of the pioneers that goes back maybe even earlier than I did. I, a matter of fact, I think uh, we, you know, there's just a handful of people podcasting back in 2005, and he was one of the at least the pioneers who really saw a ton of potential there, 
and he saw the need for a conference to to facilitate um, the the networking of the podcasting community. They had already had these things called bar camps where they were local free conferences where people could meet up and t- discuss technology and business and and marketing and all this other stuff. And together with Christopher S. Penn, uh, Chris Brogan, Christopher S. Penn got together and came up with this idea of pod camp. Uh, so basically a free unconference for podcasting and of course i think over time it's kind of these podcasts have uh kind of evolved into more social media events and hopefully if if they continue to move forward these podcasts that that they'll maybe re-evolve back towards uh what i think is is a great focus for a podcast and that is podcasting but anyway they launched this in boston uh and i can't remember what year that was but i think it was 2007 i went to podcast boston Two, that was my very first event at one of these podcasts. Since then, I've gone to many of them. I've told you about many of them here on Podcast Answer Man, gave my thoughts and reviews on podcast events time and time again. But uh, I can tell you right now, for me personally, I experienced a lot of growth as a podcaster, a lot of, um, uh, as a result of networking with other people who were doing what we're doing I found it extremely valuable, and and the fact that it was free when I started out, when this was just a hobby, you know, I I knew about some of these other events that were happening. For example, they had the podcast and new media expo from Tim and Emil Berkwin that had put that off over in Ontario, California. And back in those days, believe it or not, uh, all these podcasters got together, and I never went to those. And the reason why is because back in those days, I couldn't afford to go, or at least. That's what I told myself. Uh, I can tell you right now, if I would have paid to go to those expos in Ontario, I would have probably jump-started some of the business side of things uh, much quicker than what they eventually eventually turned into being. However, I I don't look back with regret. I just say that you know I didn't go to those because at the time I didn't think that I could afford them. Even I didn't even know that I wanted to do podcasting full time at the time. But because PodCamp was essentially free, I'm like, heck yeah, I'm going to do that. And it was, you know, I just need to travel to Boston and need to get there. And a friend of mine, uh, Mark DeFoya and I decided to go and it was awesome. PodCamp Boston too. I remember sending an email to my friend CC Chapman and I said, uh, CC, this is before he was a friend. Uh, and I emailed him and said, CC, I, I listened to your podcast, Managing the Gray, and hear you talk about PodCamp. You're very closely connected with all these guys. I just want to say, you know, if do you think, you know, here's my plans. I'm thinking about leaving my career in insurance, or maybe I just left my career in insurance, and I'm launching in and becoming a full-time consultant and coach. Do you think that this will be a valuable investment of my time? Because, you know, I'm going to have to fly and get a hotel and all this stuff. And he says, yes, um, but with one caveat, you're going to have to make it happen. You know, this, this isn't a platform where people is just going, they're just going to wait for you to come and, and you know, they're just waiting for you to introduce yourself. You actually have to work the crowd. You have to build the relationships. You have to invest and put the time in. And he was so right. And I did. And some, you know, the relationships that I made in pod at PodCamp Boston too, uh, many of them I have today with people who have ex- achieved massive amounts of success 
And I, I'd like to say that I'm one of those people. I've also achieved massive amounts of success. And, and, and a lot of that has been in conjunction with some amazingly uh, inspired conversations Amazingly. Uh, but anyway, inspired conversations that I've had with many of those people over the years. And it's been it's been a huge blessing. Anyway, podcasts have gone on all over the world. And Christopher S. Penn and Chris Brogan are behind the launch of that that entire unconference movement, if you will. Anyway, Chris eventually slowly kind of drifted away from the podcasting world, if you will. I, I think that he wouldn't be upset if I uh, described it that way, and it focused a lot more attention on the blogging aspect and, of course, general social media tools and, and things like that, and he focused a lot on his building his brand and his business of um, consulting with big brands, big corporate entities, and has done extremely well for himself. However, and I predicted this a long time ago, that podcasting, as soon as you know people, it hits the mainstream, and it becomes easier now with these uh, mobile devices in everybody's hands. You know, podcasting is going to be another major hot topic. And and uh, it's certainly the case. Michael Stelzner from Social Media Examiner. Michael Hyatt from MichaelHyatt.com. Uh, you've got Dan Miller has been podcasting for years. You've got all of these people who are out there who have massive audiences that have really had no idea of what a podcast was. Now... Their podcasting introducing even more and literally hundreds of thousands of people are learning about podcasts for the very first time. You've got Apple who's created the podcasts app, which is now on every iOS device uh, that has version 6.0 or later of the of the software. It is out of this world. Some of the things that are happening and, um, you know, Chris saw this new trend and He's like, hey, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll jump back in, and he created the human business way. I've really enjoyed uh, listening to the episodes that I've listened to. I've listened to three episodes of his show so far. I think there's like 13 or 14 episodes now. Anyway, the first episode that he did was with Christopher S. Penn. Uh, I enjoyed listening to that one, kind of hearing them talk about a little bit about podcasting, but then they talked about some other valuable things there as well. I also listened immediately to the episode that he did with my friend Michael Hyatt. Great episode. Enjoyed listening to that. And the probably my favorite episode, you'll want to go check it out. Episode number 11 is an episode where Chris Brogan interviews his mom and dad, Steve and Diane Brogan. And I'm thinking, wow, that is that that's pretty cool. And it's an interesting episode. Uh, it, it really is. And what I love about it is that it is not it, it is not chuck full of a ton of things that you're going to write down and take notes and go and apply to your business. But it is very much the human aspect and about courage and and being brave and and stepping out of what you've always known and and seeking adventure. And and it is actually. It does have a very good message, but it's it's so it's delivered in such a human way, and it's it's delivered in the way that I love podcasting for. It there's there's no professional polish on it. Um, you're you're gonna hear about um, his dad talking about you know the the laundry, doing the laundry and and running up and down stairs, and his mom talking. It it it's just 
It's like listening in, eavesdropping on a conversation between Chris and his mom and dad. And I mean, obviously, and the, the format of that conversation is he is interviewing them. They know that they're being interviewed for this thing he calls radio online. Uh, to them, but but yeah, I mean it, it it it's not trying to be anything more than what it is, and it's it's an interview with his mom and dad. And I'll tell you what, I've only heard one other person interview a parent, I believe, and I think that was my friend Greg Willits recently uh, interviewed his dad, and I can't think of anybody else that I've heard interview their dad. And it got me to thinking, am I going to interview my parents? And I'm thinking. Yeah, probably not. (laughs) Probably not. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe. Anything could happen. But after 3,000 episodes, I'm surprised out of all the people I've talked to and and said, ah, that would make a great episode. I've not once yet interviewed my parents. Hmm. Anyway, we'll move on. Go check it out. The Human Business Way podcast with Chris Brogan. I'll have links to all of it uh, in the show notes. And also want to say a huge thanks to Chris for the amazing plug that he gave me on his blog and also to those who are on his mailing list. Um, I'm just going to click on it here. It's at chrisbrogan.com slash learn hyphen how hyphen to hyphen podcast. So he created a blog post called learn how to podcast. And this is what he said. It's so short. It's so sweet. It's to the point. He says, a bunch of people asked me how to podcast. I was about to do all kinds of work to answer you with my thoughts, and then I remembered the podcast answer man, Cliff Ravenscraft. You don't need uh, you don't need my help. Cliff can help you. He's the go-to guy. I strongly endorse Cliff's work, and if you want to get a podcast up and off the ground, Cliff's a great resource. Check out learnhowtopodcast.com, for example, uh, for instance, top shelf stuff. Want to go deeper? Podcasting A to Z.com looks great too. Uh, oh, and I have no ulterior motives to recommend Cliff. I just asked who was the go to guy in uh, to answer this or about podcasting these days. And Lynette Young reminded me that, duh, Cliff Ravenscraft is the guy to ask about this stuff. And uh, so thank you, Lynette Young, for reminding Chris. And Chris Brogan, thank you so much, sir. You, my friend, are my personal plug of the week. Go check it out, the Human Business Way podcast. It's good. It's great. And I'm glad to see my good friend Chris back in the podcasting studio. All right. Now, let's move forward. Apple Podcast App Tip. I told you guys that I moved everything over to the Apple Podcasts app. And I will tell you that I am still using it. I am still somewhat happy with it. I do miss, I will say, I do miss the podcasts or the Pocket Casts app from uh, the Jellyfish guys, I think is what their name were. Was And anyway, I do miss that app, the Pocket Cast, and the way that it's laid out. But I am very familiar now with the Apple Podcasts app. It is working for me. All of those benefits of syncing back and forth, let me just say this. iCloud from Apple is not what I would call completely 100% reliable. Um, It does a pretty good job most of the time. But just like Siri uh, is available most of the time, 
Uh, iCloud is available and does a great job most of the time. I've I've seen some things, even with my Reminders app, I've seen some syncing delays, if you will. And I even saw one duplicate. And boy, those kind of things bug me, especially when I'm a perfectionist the way that I am. And I'm trying to get over that. But anyway, the Apple Podcasts app, one of the things that I told you in the past that I did not like about the Podcasts app is when I play a video podcast that when I hit the home button and go and do something else, it won't continue to play the video podcast as an audio podcast in the background. And that's something that every podcasting app that I've ever had before would do. I could continue to actually, I could actually even close the, the, the iOS device. I could hit the lock button and shut off the screen and it would continue to play the audio of the video podcast in the background. Well, I got a uh, message from my good friend John Budd from the GSPN community and he says, hey, here's what happened to me. So recently I was watching a video podcast and the phone rang and so I took the call and after the call was done, It took me back to my home screen and the audio from my video podcast started to play in the background. He says, and I haven't had time to play around with it anymore, but I just thought I'd let you know. And I'm like, oh. And so this got me to thinking and I came to an assumption that I wanted to confirm. And yes, I have great news. It's a pain that I have to do this, but I can start a video podcast on the podcast's app I can click the home button, which, yes, it will halt or stop the playback of that podcast. However, I can then double click on the home button and go to the little player controls and hit the play button and it will immediately play the audio only of that show right where it paused. And in fact, from that screen, I have the ability to do something that I don't have the ability to do in the video, and that is to forward 15 seconds into the show uh, multiple times. So if I was listening to the audio only in the background of This Week in Tech, and you know there comes a, you know, a good nine or 10 minute audible ad, I could hit that for- fast forward 15 second button, uh, you know, however many times I would need to hit it until we get to the end of that ad. But anyway, the, the whole, the tip here, For those of you who are using the Apple Podcasts app, if you do have a video podcast that you want to just listen to the audio in the background, hit the home button, it'll stop the player, and then go in and and go to the player control, double click that, that home button, and go to the little player control and hit the play button, and voila, you have the audio only playing in the background. You can even hit the lock button, close it. It works great. John Bud, thank you, my friend, for telling me that. Hey, let's turn it over to our voicemail feedback hotline, What? But which, by the way, there are three ways you can call in to Podcast Answer Man. You can, number one, call 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. That's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just speak into your telephone, and I will get your call. Another way. You could take your own equipment that you may or may not have in your studio. Uh, you could take your iPhone, record on your memo app, whatever you want to, in any way you can record your voice into an audio file. Attach that as an email attachment and send it off to feedback at gspn.tv. Or you could go to podcastanswerman.com slash feedback if you have a microphone attached to your computer and you have the most recent Flash player you can try to record it that way. 
Anyway, love to get your questions. Here's the first one. This one comes from Debbie. Hi, Cliff. This is Debbie from Washington, D.C. I have a question with regard to the um, the domain name, gspn.tv. I understand it, it's an acronym for Generally Speaking Production Network. However, whenever I see .tv, I associate that with video. And I know from listening to your previous recordings that you're an advocate of audio podcasts and not so much video, although I do know you live stream. So what gives? <laughs> and I do have a .tv name that I'm thinking of using for a network of my own, but I keep toying with the idea, isn't it strange to have a .tv and be primarily audio? Am I the only person that thinks that way? Just wanted to get your thoughts and maybe your other listeners' thoughts about that too. Again, this is Debbie from Washington, D.C. Thanks so much, Cliff. Debbie, thank you for your question. And yes, it may be a little bit odd. And .tv, uh, you're right. It, it primarily was designed for more of like the web TV kind of brand, streaming video on the internet and stuff like that. However, um, you know, it's it's certainly not, you know, limited to that by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, today, for those who are actually watching uh, in the, the live show here, I am wearing a, sh- uh, a dot TV shirt uh, that the folks over at Verisign gave me. Uh, they're they're very much aware of uh, the fact that GSPN is on the G- on the dot TV domain and and uh, have a great relationship with them. Um, but when what happened was for me, what you know, what gives uh, it dot TV doesn't have to be about video. In fact, um, the first inspiration for me to choose a dot TV domain was because I wanted something short, sweet. I used to have generally speaking podcast.com. That was that was my brand, generally speaking podcast.com because I couldn't get generally speaking.com. I would love to have generally speaking.com. Anyway, generally speaking podcast.com was the URL that I was giving to everyone and I didn't like it. I didn't want to put it on artwork. I didn't want to any kind of written stuff. It just seemed too much. So I wanted something short and sweet, and I were the we were the generally speaking production network. I think at the time we were actually called ourselves the podcast network, but generally speaking production network. So GSPN, GSPN.com was some sprocket gasket company or whatever, and so I could I couldn't get the .com. So um, I saw Twit.tv this weekend tech.tv Twit.tv with Leo Laporte, and he was all audio at the time when he launched twit.tv and so he was all audio now of course today they've got a ton of video but he was all audio at the time and i'm like okay and then there was geekbrief.tv which uh is today geekbeat.tv with callie lewis and then there was ustream.tv and i started to see a lot of .tv domains these were very becoming very popular and so i decided to go with the .tv gspn.tv uh, we had and, and when I think .tv, I think a lot of entertainment and and new media. So those are the things that I was thinking of, and I'm like, okay, great. Now the thing is, is I wasn't too happy about the fact that .tv isn't something that people think of when they see internet addresses. A lot of people don't assume anything's in an internet address unless they see .com or they start everything off with a www. Which, by the way, that drives me crazy. Any anytime somebody says their web address, and instead of saying 
just podcastanswerman.com. I, you've never heard me say www.podcastanswerman.com. It, I will never say that. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't say never, but I, I don't like www.podcastanswerman. It's just podcastanswerman.com. But I will say that if I say gspn.tv, a lot of people don't understand. Did he just, what, what is gspn.tv? What's the dot stand for? Uh, you know, they, they, they don't, even, I, so I guess if I said www.gspn.tv, some people may actually say, oh, well, that must be a website address. So there is some confusion there for those who are not privy to all these .tv domains or, you know, the, the .ly domains and all these other ones that we who are enamored with technology completely understand. So here's the situation. Dot, dot com is the place to be. And I, I don't know that I would do anything that's not dot com these days. Uh, even if I had a longer domain, I would I would buy something creative to shorten it and make it easier. Matter of fact, I'm going to give you my favorite one. Entrepreneuronfire.com. I love that brand. I love that domain. Entrepreneuronfire.com. Now, that is a mouthful, but I never have to type it in, and I never have to worry about how do I spell entrepreneur. No, it's eofire.com, eofire.com, entrepreneuronfire.com. I've never forgotten it. I know the name. I know the brand, and you know my email, if, if that were my brand, it's not my brand. It's a great brand. It's, it's John Dumas. He's a good friend of mine and member of the podcast mastermind. Anyway, but it, you know, my email address would be so-and-so at eofire.com, you know, that, but it, but Entrepreneur on Fire would be the big, huge brand, and I would actually put entrepreneuronfire.com uh, maybe at the, uh, at the bottom of the card since it would be in print, but uh, I would probably even put in my branding or just go to eofire.com. But I, I love how creative he got with that. So today, would I actually create a gspn.tv? The answer to that question, unfortunately, to the folks at Ferrisign, I'm sure they wouldn't be happy to hear this and they'd probably take this shirt off my back. Uh, but I, I would not go with gspn.tv today. Um, it, it works for me. It, it is what it is. I've, I've developed some branding. I, sh- I went so far as to put the .tv in the logo so very rare do I actually say just GSPN. I usually call it the GSPN.TV community. Um, so I try to put that in. But I don't know. I, I I think I probably would have tried to go with something different so that I could get a .com domain name. Uh, .coms is where it's at. .org is just as popular as .com. They've been around and in people's minds forever. The only thing is, is if you choose .org, people are going to assume that you are a nonprofit organization. Although, and by the way, my main email address is ravenscraft.org, and I did that because I couldn't get Terrence to sell me ravenscraft.com. Uh, <laughs> and we've tried, trust me. Terrence says no. So that's fine. Uh, but anyway, ravenscraft.org. But no, we're not nonprofit over here. Uh, but I do have ravenscraft.org as as my domain. Anyway, um, and I'm not a huge fan. And in fact, I, I don't want to go too far into this because I, I probably will step on some people's toes. 
But uh, personally, I'm, I'm not a fan of the .NET domain. I know that the first three that everybody was aware of was .com, .org, and .net. But uh, I'll, I'll just... I'll just stop it saying I'm just not a fan of a .NET. I wouldn't buy a .NET. I'd buy a .TV before I'd buy a .NET. And today, I don't know that I would actually buy another .TV. Uh, I think I would stick with a .com. And I, I wouldn't even go with a .co, although .co could take off if they continued to brand it over the next five years. Maybe people would understand that a .co is different than a .com. But uh, no, I, I, I think... I think .coms is where it's at still, and uh, because of that, they they get pretty pricey if you you want to get a really good domain. But you could be you could be creative. Just keep that in mind. So Debbie, I hope that answers your question. I think it does, and we're going to move on to the next question coming in from Ben. Ben, take it away. Hi, this is Ben Adam Smith from HousePlanningHelp.com. Cliff, I always hear you doing interviews on other podcasts, and I know that this is really important for cross-promotion. It's something that I would like to do as well. However, I'm not in a niche that has lots of other podcasters. I'm not in internet marketing or making money online or like you helping other podcasters. So if there's no one else in your niche, what can you do? Do you have any suggestions? Maybe there isn't an answer for this. Anyway, cracking show. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Cliff. Well, thank you so much. I am so delighted to hear that you think I have a cracking show. <laughs> I love it. Uh, ben, uh, great question. I don't know if there's a wonderful answer for you. I do like to be interviewed by others in my niche because it does allow me to get my word out. And it's how I've grown most of my business. Most of my brand comes from being exposed to other people's communities uh, where those people know, like, and trust the host of their these other shows. And because of my relationship with that host, these people know, like, and trust me and say, hey, I fully endorse Cliff Ravenscraft. And when somebody like a a Pat Flynn, a Michael Hyatt, a Michael Stelzner, a Chris Brogan, when these guys say something and they say it to tens of thousands or in many of these cases, hundreds of thousands of people, those people take that seriously. And yeah, it, it, it's huge. It's massive. So, in, you know, what do you do if you are in a niche where there's not a lot of other podcasts? Well, one, you said not a lot of others. Well, make sure that you are building great relationships with those who are in your niche and have a podcast. If they're not as if they're if they're struggling to to improve and stuff like that, build a great relationship with them and inspire them, help them grow. If they're if they're great and you consider them competition, stop, stop calling, considering them competition. Work with them. Uh, I, I know personally this can be a little crazy um, coming from the traditional marketing background and moving into the new media marketing background. And there are sometimes when people will cross the lines and. And, and market within your environments, and that really drives me crazy. But uh, for the most part, you know, the, you can coexist in these big fields out there. The, you know, it's a big pond. Even in the smallest of small niche, uh, you can have multiple podcasts out there and coexist and, and actually, um, you know, as one of you wins, everyone wins. And, and I do believe that. I really do believe that with all my heart. And so, uh, number one, make sure you're building a relationship with those that might already exist. Help them, encourage them, be you know, come alongside them. And then the other one is find some people who are in your niche and help them become podcasters. Help them 
develop a podcast for your niche. Tell them, listen, this is an untapped market. We need to get the word out about our passion for this particular topic. And here's the deal. What will happen is with you being the person who inspires them to get started, one of the things they're going to be doing is they're going to be grassroots marketing, building their audience one person at a time. Just like you're using your blood, sweat, and tears to build the audience that you've built built over this amount of time, they're doing the same thing, gaining audience people, you know, gaining those people who are listening to their shows uh, through relationships and through different environments that you didn't have access to. Now they're building an audience and and because you help them, they're going to promote you. Because you're helping them, you're going to promote them. They're going to benefit from your audience that you're going to benefit from them, from theirs. And the greatest example of this, the best example of this is the SQPN-GSPN relationship. Father Roderick Von Hogan and Cliff Ravenscraft. The two of us have cross-promoted each other like crazy. We share literally thousands of members of our two audiences. Uh, it's hard to separate GSPN and, Q- and, and SQPN. Father Roderick and I talk about each other nonstop in our shows. And, you know, it, it, it's crazy. So if you haven't done so, go to SQPN and look for The Break. It's my favorite podcast on this planet. So go check it out. Anyway, um, the other one is um, go where your audience is and make sure that you you use the same method of marketing. Be interviewed by magazines that, that those people are re- uh, reading um, or advertising them anyway. But really, if you can get interviewed by the author or from the people who write articles for your industry magazines. Also, speak at the industry conferences for your niche. That's huge. And of course, there are certainly got to be bloggers out there blogging about your niche. Invite those bloggers onto your show to interview them and see if they can't, uh, you know, and see if they won't um, return the favor by promoting you to their blogging community their audience. So those, Ben, are my uh, responses to your question, and I hope that helps you out in some way. Hey, we got another question coming in. This one's from Anna, and I'm going to play that one right now. This is for the podcast Answerman. Hi, my name is Anna Shalara, and I live in Germany, and I have a question about uh, iTunes, uh, iTunes IDs and which country you are using. So I have had a podcast in English, and I use the German iTunes ID to uh, register the podcast. Though here in Germany, there, I mean, Ger- English is not exactly the second language. Uh, I don't know exactly how many, uh, how big a percentage of German uh, like to listen to English podcasts, but the listeners I had came mainly from the US and then other countries. Um, so I wonder when I now plan to relaunch the podcast, would it be better for me to use an uh, American iTunes ID um, to, to register the podcast? I would like to hear your thoughts about that. And I'm a big Cliff Ravenscraft fan, and I hope you never stop saying, uh, to be honest with you. So thank you so much for everything you do, and um, thank you in advance for any answer. All right, Anna, thank you so much. And to be honest with you, I really don't know a lot about uh, submitting podcasts with a, a German uh, iTunes account. So here's what you're saying. I, I totally get this. You you have a German iTunes account. You have an English. Po- you had created an English podcast, 
and you submitted it to the store and you're saying that a majority of the people who listened to your show were outside of Germany, which makes me think, well, because it was an English speaking podcast and everything was displayed in English and described in English and stuff like that, that it should be available internationally. So, for example, I know that um, when I use my U.S account for iTunes and submit it to to the podcast directory. I know that people in Germany are able to get it in their store. I know that people in Sweden get it in their iTunes store. The UK gets it in their iTunes store. Uh, Hong Kong and I mean the, the, the all of these different countries they have these different stores for these different uh, locations, these different countries. And one, it's it's one podcasting directory to rule them all. That's my understanding. Now, I do believe that they may have some filtering uh, of of shows based upon language. You know, when I'm actually doing a search, I, I, I don't think I ever have done a search in iTunes and come up with a non-English speaking podcast in the research results. I can't, well, to be honest with you, I can't remember ever you know, seeing that. But anyway, Anna, I, I think that you're fine. The, I guess the big thing is, is have uh, somebody in the United States go and, assuming you have not taken out your old podcast, have somebody in the, in the United States go in and do a search for your previous English-speaking podcast and see if they have access to it. If they do, you should be fine using whatever account that you have. But if you're concerned and you don't know and you want to make sure that you can do it and you have access to an iTunes account in the U.S., certainly throw it in there. If anybody else has any feedback on this, feel free to go to the comment section, podcastanswerman.com slash 287 and let us know there. Thank you, Anna, for that. And I'm glad to have you as a fan. I really am. Thank you for being a part of this community. Adam is next on the voicemail feedback hotline. This is what Adam had. Hi, Cliff. My name's Adam Spencer, and I, I run a podcast um, from Australia called The Gemini Project. It's all about helping musicians. And um, I have a question for the podcast answer, man. First of all, I just want to say I really love what you're doing there. And I've only been listening for a little while, but it's been very helpful. Uh, my question is, I've just recently submitted my link to iTunes, and it's showing up with a word on the end, it says video on the end of my title in my podcast. And I'm just wondering, is there any way to fix that without resubmitting um, my podcast all over again? If you can answer that question, that would be great. And thanks for your time, Cliff. Thanks. All right, Adam, thank you for the question. If you, One thing you didn't tell me is, is what feed you put into iTunes. Assuming you followed my uh, suggestions and you used FeedBurner, it's very simple. Sign into FeedBurner.com, click on the name of your podcast, go to the Optimize tab, and right there in the left-hand column, you will see Title Description Burner. Go in there, there's that one field that says New Title. Uh, just go in and type in the title exactly how you want it to appear in iTunes, click Save, give it about maybe a day or two and it should update in iTunes and you'll no longer see the video at the end of your title. So hopefully that helps you out. And uh, next up is just a little bit of thank you from Trish. So let's see what Trish had to say. Hi there, Cliff. My name is Trish Jones and I'm calling you from the UK. I discovered a podcast answer man maybe about two weeks ago now and I think I'm constantly on your site. I eventually put up my first podcast um, on 
uh, where are we now? Tuesday, well, the fourth anyway of um, of December, and um, I'm not saying it's perfect, but I did it imperfectly. Um, I put it up anyway. Um, it's the Influential Woman podcast, and I just really want to say thank you to you for your free course that you had, which I thought was absolutely fantastic. I'd found a number of uh, things about podcasting, and by the way, I was so not you um, new to podcasting. I had done a $2,000 course on podcasting a couple of years ago. I had started my podcast but only done um, one episode and it really wasn't an episode. It was just a recording that I eventually put up on iTunes. But I was using a PC then and now I'm using a Mac and I couldn't find any decent um, uh, paid courses, let alone free courses on podcasting using a Mac. And I found yours and everything else that goes with your podcast answer man site. I, I just absolutely love it. And as for your voice, I love your voice. Absolutely love your voice. I could keep you on playing in the background, uh, all day long. So, uh, um, I just wanted to say thank you. This was the purpose of uh, this call, just to say a big, big thank you. I'm so grateful to you for the free information that you give out. And I pray that it comes back to you a hundredfold and more. By the way, I am a believer. But uh, seriously, I, I really believe that uh, when you give out this level of content, you have got to give. You've got to get something back. So all the best to you and your family, Mr. Podcast Man, Mr. Podcast Answer Man, sorry. And uh, thank you again. All right, Trish, thank you so much. And uh, you're you're absolutely right. You put out this much information and it has come back to me a hundred times over. And I am extremely blessed and I thank you for that. And as for the voice, thank you. And I love your, your your voice as well. I love the British accent. And I love when you say get without the T. I, I love, I, I want, if there's any way that I could ever learn how to speak with the, the British accent, I would love it. In fact, I, I, I want to actually speak specifically with a Cockney accent. And I love how when they say better, instead of saying better, they say better. I love better. And so anyway, I love the British accent. Thank you so much. And by the way, I went and checked out your podcast and I and I and I pulled this off and I just want to give people a little flavor of your uh, your show. Well, wow. It must be 2007 since I recorded my last episode. Well, it was my last and my first episode of Women of Influence podcast. And here we are now. We're doing it under the Influential Woman because that happens to be the name of my newsletter. And so I thought I'd keep some consistency. But the last couple of weeks, I've been really, really compelled to do this podcast. Really looking forward to it. And as I said, this is a podcast for women about women so that women start taking their position in society. I don't know whether you've actually noticed, but I wouldn't say that women are taking over. I certainly am not a women's lib woman. You know, I'm happily married and I believe that men have their place in society. But I also believe that women have a really important and prominent place in society. All right. So there you go. That's a little clip of the Influential Woman podcast, uh, Women of Influence podcast. Uh, Go check it out. Uh, Just do a a search for Trish Jones, T-R-I-S-H Jones inside of iTunes, I think, is how I found it, and you'll find it there. If not, I will see if I can't find the exact link and make sure to put it in the show notes at podcastanswerman.com slash 
Hey, real quick, I want to let you know, uh, she spoke of taking a $2,000 course on podcasting. And uh, and it, and it wasn't until she just recently for free, she found my tutorial at learnhowtopodcast.com. I do want to tell you, you can go to learnhowtopodcast.com and it is absolutely free. You don't even owe me an email address. Just use it and get your message out to the world. That's why I put it there. I promise you, no ulterior motives whatsoever. Now, it is the basic foundations for those of you who want to do this professionally. But for those of you who want to do it as a hobby, you don't need any more. Anybody who wants to do it professionally, it is there as a foundation. It is the first step in the process of learning how to podcast professionally. And if you want to take it professionally, I do have uh, some additional tutorials at podcastanswerman.com slash products. But I also have a course on learning how to podcast that's less than $2,000. You can find out more about that at podcastingatoz.com. Again, that's podcastingatoz.com. And I want to just play for you a, just uh, two minutes of a testimonial. He, It's actually a five-minute testimonial, but I'm going to only, only play just under two minutes of it uh, from David, who's actually taking the course right now. So, uh, and then, then after that, I will go right into the social media segment. If you want to find out when the next course is, I'll tell you that after the social media segment. Uh, this is David Soler from davidsoler.com, and I just want to take a minute here and, and give you a little background on, on uh, where I'm at right now. You see, I uh, just signed up for this course, uh, A to Z thing with the podcast, Answer Man, and uh, it's not even been seven days yet. Uh, one one of my big concerns was uh, looking into it was, you know, am I going to get all my an- my questions answered um, when I pay, go in this program and uh, just you know a lot of times you, you sign up for some stuff and these these programs and these some people just want to uh, sell you some videos or, or things like that and and you really got questions where you get stuck, uh, you know, are they really going to take the time to really answer your questions and help you get unstuck? And so that was a major uh, objection I had and. And another one is, uh, you know, is this guy for real? Is he gonna? Does he really know what he's doing? And uh, you know, am I gonna really uh, benefit from this? Is he gonna really help me and transfer his knowledge over to me, or is it more just like you know, little bits here and there? And uh, I have to say that uh, it's not even been seven days yet. I'm in the course. Uh, I guess it's six days now. And uh, as you can hear, this is the sound that I'm I'm producing, and uh, it's just pretty phenomenal. I can do all kinds of stuff. I feel like a, a pro DJ. I could even throw in some some music here, uh, and, I, and, I, and I can control it. So so you know, I could throw that in the background a little bit, keep it low. I can I can raise it up. And so and so that's been uh, not even not even six is six days, and I'm just simply amazed. So I wanted to take the time to share that because uh, I'm I'm really glad I. I took this opportunity and signed up for this program. And uh, I wanted to let you know if, if you're thinking about it or you're concerned, uh, I wanted to basically share with you that uh, I would definitely go for it. Well, my friends, it is now time to talk with our wonderful social media correspondent, Eric J. Fisher, who has been very patiently standing by. Eric, what do you got for us this week, my friend? Well, this week I got an email invite in my Gmail and I know you did as well for a certain social network that is trying to make a comeback. A certain social network that we predicted many, many moons ago would come back and have a new, fresh 
appealing approach that would be bringing people back to MySpace. It, and it is working. And it is working. I'm there. I'm there. So I'm over at uh, new.myspace.com slash GSPN. And uh, I just found you over there at uh, new.myspace.com slash Eric with a K, the letter J-F-I-S-H-E-R. And um, yeah, so it, it's there. It's private beta. So you had to have been one of the people who put your email address in and said, hey, notify me when you're ready to start looking at this. And uh, so we're going to give what? First impressions? Yeah. How long have you been in? This morning. Okay. So you haven't had a lot of time with it. Well, yeah. I mean, I saw the email last night, signed up, and didn't have time. But then I jumped in this morning and I've played with it for uh, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, that's about about. That's a no. I was actually on it for about an hour and a half yesterday. But a, a majority of that hour and a half was uploading a song as an artist because I went in and made it to where you know, it, as if I had albums and tracks and stuff like that. So I was able to go in and upload a full one hour episode of Podcast Answer Man and set that as my, you know, the profile song that loads as soon as you come to my profile. Yep, there I can I can see it. Yep. And then if you're, you know, if you've got speakers connected, unfortunately, and, and I'm, I'm sure maybe they have an option to turn this off. But right now, um, they uh, basically have it set to where it will autoplay that profile song when you come to my profile page which again this this audio track is not just a three minute song it's a one hour full episode of podcast answer man so uh it it is actually what i was hoping i was hoping that you know the new myspace would maybe be a platform where musicians and bands and artists could come and and kind of uh highlight their tracks and stuff like that Uh, i believe that eventually it could be a like an e-commerce place for bands and independent artists to sell their music uh, right from their MySpace account once everything's up and running. But uh, I, I figured if they made it available to where musicians could do this, wouldn't it be cool if there was a way to go in and create albums for podcasts? And so far, my early testing, and I've just played around with it a little bit and uploaded a one-hour episode... But yeah, I was able to upload it. It it took forever for them to compress it, but um, once it did compress, it was it's on there. It's it's listed as one of my tracks, and uh, I'm I'm pretty excited about that. Initial impressions. What do you think? Um, it it's cool to see it from the back end now, and not just some promo video. Um, it still, as I'm looking at it, has that that new Google style to it you know what i mean where it's got like the gray background and the the text seems this similarly fonted um the icons seem a little bit similar but you know they're not ripping anything off it's just that's kind of the new web design style so to speak that i've seen a lot of not just on google plus um i think that it's it's interesting the way they've got it lay, laid out where uh when you first come you you see things from it's almost like it's going to move from left to right timeline wise yes kind of what was that that uh twitter like service that we were oh, using geez. for a while i can't yeah. even remember the name of that thing was it plurk plurk yes so the it's kind of like plurk's timeline where you know everything goes what is that horizontally 
So I, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm crazy about that, but I guess it'll take a little getting used to. So instead of scrolling up and down, I have to scroll to the left. Um, the other thing is, is that it's not super intuitive. It, it, it is. I mean, you're, you're right. They didn't rip anything off. I don't believe. Uh, and as a result, the interface, the user interface is so new that I have no idea how to do anything yet. Right. And for you, you came to my profile and was like, okay, so we want to connect. How do we connect? Yeah, how do I friend or whatever it's called? And, and then we realized it was connect. Yeah. And and so if people are in, we did figure out if, if I hover over your avatar, it then gives you the option to click connect. Exactly. Now, under my bio on the page, it doesn't actually, I they, they have little icons. It's like two rings together that are quote unquote connected. And it's got the numbers right next to it. But if you hover over the rings, it says people he's connected to and people connected to him. Okay. And so I was trying to figure out what the terminology there meant when you when it says people he's connected to. I think that's where you and I are connected to each other. So, you know, that would be quote unquote, we are friends. But if you go to people connected to him and I have two it not only includes you, but includes Kim as well. And and I'm not connected. I've not con- connected to her yet, but she has connected to me. So she's following me. That's how that kind of works, I think. Yeah, it, it'll take a little bit to, to get used to. Um, the one th- thing that I noticed is that that's unique about this. Down in the footer of the site, there's a, a player yeah. And it can queue up things. I noticed that they have radio so that you can find a, an artist that you like. And then maybe it's going to do kind of a Pandora style uh, streaming music station for you. Uh, so it, it, this is this is what I was hoping MySpace would be, is that they would find out what they did well, which, of course, even the old MySpace did this. They didn't do it w- great, but they did tap into and found that their strength was the independent artist. And I, I think that they're going to do that. Now, here's the thing. I, I, the first thing that happened to me is I found myself wanting to you know, play around and connect and do some things. And, and it helped me to discover a song I had never heard before. And I'm going to play uh, just a little bit of this Muse song here. So this is called madness by muse and i mean i'm a huge fan of muse i I like the twilight saga soundtracks and so i became a fan of them through this or through that Anyway, so I was playing around, and this is a I I listen to a lot of Muse music, and I had never heard this song before. And so, as a result of the new MySpace, it's already brought a new song that actually I like a lot. And in fact, it makes me think I should pull up Spotify and pull up Madness and Muse, and there it is, top hit. And I can tell you right now, I am adding that to one of my playlists. Nice. Yeah, the music discovery thing, I think, is going to play into it for sure. I know that when I was just browsing, I instantly felt old because all the music I was seeing was completely uninteresting to me. (laughs) Yeah. Not that I wouldn't find something, but... uh. 
talking about playing nice, uh, what's going on uh, in the 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 love hate relationship between Instagram and and uh, Twitter these days? Yeah, well, I mean, we talked a little while ago about Twitter cutting, you know, making some some cuts or changes to the way they allow people to do things with their API. And so for for months now, you've not been able to go into the Instagram app and hit uh, find my Twitter friends without getting an error. Instagram kind of turned around, so to speak. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of headlines where it's like Instagram back to Twitter, take that. You know, I'm like, no, that's not what happened. The Twitter, uh, the Instagram CEO even apologized on on stage at the Low Web conference about this issue and said, uh, "We will always be integrated with Twitter." And the issue was was that there was some kind of a, and I've not seen it personally. I can still click through, or, or I can still go to Twitter.com and see, you know, the view, click view image. And it will be the Instagram image from the Instagram link. But some people are saying those aren't showing up as the live preview in the in, in the Twitter.com feed. That was what a lot of people were saying. You know, okay, well, Instagram decided to, you know, Instagram. Here's a here's a literal head headline I saw yesterday tweeted: Instagram cuts off Twitter. No, they didn't. You can still tweet out your Instagram photos in tweets just like you always could. I mean, that's what I would consider Instagram cutting off yeah. Twitter to be. Yeah. And as the CEO himself said here in this Mashable article, we will always be integrated with Twitter. Well, in other news in social media, something brand new uh, that I saw and read, I think it might have been on Mashable or somewhere last night. On Facebook, if I go to my profile... Uh, it says friends, photos, events, and it says subscribers. Yes. And I just read last night that over the next couple days, that's actually not going to say subscribers anymore. It's going to say followers. Yes. They are, Facebook is switching their terminology over from subscribers to followers. Interesting. Which, of course, is a complete duplication of what uh, Twitter calls them. Right. Yeah, which, I mean, that's not a big deal. I mean, you're following somebody, you're subscribing to somebody. I mean, it literally means the same thing to me. But I can understand how some people don't. I don't know. A lot of people have fought back on this idea of this word subscribe. Some people say, well, subscribe. Well, that I don't want to subscribe because that means I'm paying you money. And I'm like, "I, I don't get that. You know, mm, yeah, I don't know. They they say that a Facebook uh, spokesperson says that we found it uh, the follow inst- followers or following found it as a term that resonates better with people using the service. Yeah, that's their reasoning. And even this touches on what we were just talking about with MySpace, where I was like, wait, what does connected with versus connected to mean? Yeah. So yeah. I I prefer to have cross-platform terminology, like a common language. So I think this is actually kind of good. Yeah, I, I, I think so. So that's that's what's going on in the world of social media. Anything else that you have on your mind? Um, Considering doing a, a slight social media slash web fasting over Christmas break. Yeah, you you do that at once a year, at least uh, anyway, don't you? I, I try to. I, I think I'm going to do at least a little bit just to, you know, get some distance, get some insight. Sounds good. Who are you interviewing this week on the uh, Beyond the To-Do list? 
Anne Bogle. She is an author of Work Life Blending. Work Life Blending. Not just balance, but blending. Sweet. That's over at uh, beyondthetodolist.com. You can follow Eric over on Twitter at Eric with a K, the letter J-F-I-S-H-E-R. Eric, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for having me. See ya. Well, my friends, that is going to wrap it up for this episode of Podcast Answer Man, the 287th episode. 287th episode of Podcast Answer Man. You can find the show notes for everything that we've talked about today at podcastanswerman.com slash 287. And by the way, I love getting your comments. I absolutely love getting your comments on the show notes section podcastanswerman.com slash 287 also if you want to call in on our voicemail feedback hotline it's 859-795-4067 again that's 859-795-4067 you can also email an audio file as an email attachment to feedback at gspn.tv or if you have a microphone hooked up to your computer you can actually go to podcastanswerman.com slash feedback and if you have the latest version of the flash software you can give that a shot anyway love to hear your questions try to include them on future episodes here at podcast answer man i want to say thank you to vero business for business networking.com that's v-e-r-o business for business networking.com those folks behind that domain used my affiliate link with bluehost to sign up and as a result i got a very generous commission every month i get a check from bluehost and it is awesome my friends i can't thank you enough for using my affiliate code when you're signing up for your hosting at bluehost if you want to hear my thoughts on hosting uh, or read them actually go over to podcastanswerman.com slash hosting podcastanswerman.com slash hosting all over that page I've got plastered my my affiliate link for Bluehost. Thank you for that. Hey, also, New Media Expo, only four and a half weeks away. Four and a half weeks away. It is going to be an awesome time in Las Vegas. If you're a podcaster, a blogger, involved in new media, social media, you got to come to New Media Expo. It's going to be awesome. If you haven't registered yet, head over to podcastanswerman.com in the sidebar there's an image for New Media Expo. If you click on that, I get an affiliate commission there. Also, use promo code GSPN20 and you'll get 20% off. Now, of course, if you use GSPN20 without going through the link, you'll benefit. You'll get the 20% off. I won't get the affiliate commission. Not a big deal. But if you want to get me the commission, then use the link on Podcast Answer Man. It's a big image in the sidebar. Not a big deal either way. Also platform conference if you've not been to nashville tennessee oh i love that city nashville tennessee february 11th through the 13th michael hyatt's conference platform conference tv platform conference tv go there learn all about it michael hyatt's a good friend it's going to be a great event and if you're looking to establish your platform you gotta be there and oh by the way i told you the next course for podcasting a to z January 14th through February 8th. Go to podcasting A to Z.com.